3: The tape.
0: Adam. Go ahead. Let's.
3: We it do not have like a tape. i being told. Yes. So
0: in essence, basically, <laughs> well, which is disappointing. Which is the backup producer. What are you going to do? Um, I just want to take a moment here. Like, I was just making a joke to make a joke about Adam, who works very hard here at the show. I, I apologize. Like, he he does a bunch of different stuff for us here at NBC Sports and specifically Happy Hour and pregame. He's not the backup producer. That's Pete. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there it is. Oh.
1: Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's.
2: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour, produced by Pete today, by the way. Apparently he's the the third string, the Zach Wilson producer is what some are saying. uh, Not uh, me. uh, Not me.
0: uh, The new, yeah, the former Trevor Simeon now new Zach Wilson producer as well. It's Thanksgiving week. So you're giving all, you know, like the, the, the right? Yeah, Stephen, you know, the, our big producer, he's, our he, big big yeah, person. well, you know, he's a, he's our first string, he's right? Exactly. He, I thought right. Stephen
4: was a little person. He
0: is a little person, but uh, <laughs> the among the producers... the little ass, people, rise. right? Yes, the, the biggest the, of the little people. That's right. In, okay. in the land of the blind, the one-eyed, <laughs> and one-eyed king is one-eyed. Man One is king. Age, yeah, yes. yeah, that's right. the... It, it landed yeah, eventually. Yeah. I don't know. Great Listen, great I mean, price. you can imagine what it's like to try to produce <laughs> yeah, me. I can barely speak English. As yeah, Methuselah in the land of the blunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably.
4: <laughs> Probably.
0: Anyway, back up Pete, uh, or as we like to call him around here, P-Bag, <laughs> is uh, behind the controls <laughs> tonight, so uh, welcome <laughs> Welcome to a Bag produced episode of Fantasy Football Happy.
2: Yeah, he's Hour. also on the controls today. I'm Connor Rogers, alongside Matthew Berry, Jake Croucher. We got Monday Night Football takeaways from Eagles, Chiefs. <laughs> Back <laughs> to the Futures coming your way. Before we get there, though, it is waiver wire day as mm. always. But we'll kick off with the Roto World player news. And for all of your Roto World player news, go to NBCSports.com. And what a big one! To start the show. The Steelers fire offensive coordinator. Matt, Canada, running back coach Eddie Faulkner will be the interim OC. And let's kind of go back to Mike Tomlin after the Steelers lost this weekend where he had some interesting comments on Jalen Warren. Ooh, Wait for it. Wait for it. A
0: lot of people, why is is Pete the backup? It's hard to see why Pete's the backup. No, the tape is going to roll. Now it's going to roll. Here we go. I don't. Um, you know, when you're unsuccessful, you can look back and make a lot of those type judgments, man. We we just, we don't live like that. Uh, we don't live in our fears. We don't second guess, man. We live. And, and so I stand by whatever decisions or play selections or ball distributions we had today.
2: So the question look, on that was from the reporter. Yes. Do you think you should have gotten Jalen Warren more than nine carries? And clearly Mike Tomlin right after the game, he hasn't watched the film. He hasn't gone back and seen anything. He's sticking by his staff until maybe he did go back and watch the film. (laughs) And And then he fired his staff. And then he fired his staff. (laughs) And then, oh, my God. Uh, Uh, What have we done here?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, he's so great (laughs) about it. Yeah. So, uh, okay, here we go. Here's a statement from uh, head coach Mike Tomlin. Matt Canada has been relieved of his duties as offensive coordinator. I appreciate Matt's hard work and dedication, and I wish him the best moving forward (laughs) in his career. It it sure sounds (laughs) like it.
2: Definitely.
4: suggesting a new line of work for Matt Canada. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I said, I an insurance. To so, be
2: fair, Mike Tomlin stood by him for maybe a year a lot. too long. It, it, maybe, it, maybe, maybe. Maybe I'm being kind.
0: Honestly, I think way. Yeah, exactly. Way, way too long. Okay. Um, Fantasy-wise, I think
4: this is, it's only okay. good just because it's different Someone and else, what was else. happening uh, in current Steelers land was a complete disaster. I guess the Cleveland game was the last straw there where they just could get absolutely nothing going. Kenny Pickett has gone backwards as a player in his second year. And so I think like there is talent on this offense. Pickett showed signs at the end of last season. He was leading game-winning drives in primetime back-to-back weeks. Uh, He looked like he was going to take a leap this year with the way Jalen Warren is playing. Deontay Johnson and George Pickens are very solid receivers. Pat Frymouth, the offensive line, is playing better. There is talent here. And so now we'll find out if it was this this game. they've just
0: massively underperformed and so it's one of those things that's like i think you can you know much like what nbc sees when they when they see a performance from us under pete you know it's a little bit of like what well, you've got talent there do something yes. with it for the love of god um <laughs> maybe that's pete's new nickname is matt canada this oh is, no is that, is that too, too far? mean it's canada. too far. is that a bridge too uh, far yeah, he, I mean, you see, he was going to stick with P-Bag. Yeah. He's, He's in my ear. We so, so who's We're Kenny Pickett then? I'll be me. Deontay Johnson. It's probably me. It's fine. You can be Deontay Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> it's be Deontay Johnson. It's, I'm probably Kenny Pickett. <laughs> anyway, anyway no. Robert Jones. Head, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. anything yeah. to do with it. Yeah. TJ Watt. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'll take that one. Yeah. Um, no, in all seriousness, you know, we love Pete. He does a great job. He's a good sport. What I was going to say here is, yes, there is legit talent on this team. And we actually thought, and by we, I'll say me. I thought Kenny Pickett was going to have a really nice year. He was a sleeper. I had on my others receiving votes in love hate preseason as well. Um, I thought they looked really nice in the preseason. We yeah. thought we did like Jalen Warren a lot as a sleeper. We did like George Pickens to emerge in the in year two, and it just hasn't happened. Only one team in the NFL has fewer passing yards per game this year than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Which, when you think about the talent again in the passing game, specifically on this team, I guess jury is still out on Matt on Kenny Pickett. But ultimately, that's part of an offense coordinator's job is to develop a guy that was a consensus first-round pick coming out of pit.
2: Right, and, the, and I'm sure a guy that fought to draft Kenny Pickett, you don't have your offensive coordinator in place and just take whatever quarterback you want. The offensive coordinator should be part of that process, so you can't just blame Pickett entirely here as much as he's struggled on his own. And when we've seen Trubisky play. He's struggled on his own as well. And, I mean, the bottom line is, when you're a bottom five scoring, in scoring, and total offense for since you're hired, which is two years ago, right. right, you are not going to be able to retain your job. And then, you're right, they, they have enough have been skill been calling talent. for his head for a long time. Yeah,
4: yeah. yes.
0: Um, I think, okay, spinning it forward in terms of what it means for fantasy, uh, I believe the play caller is going to be the running backs
2: coach. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. His name is Eddie Faulkner.
0: Right, so Eddie Faulkner. So I think this feels good for Jalen Warren. The one thing that's working on their offense right now is Jalen Warren. The, you know, uh, much like Jay Croucher, Matt Canada stubbornly <laughs> stuck by Najee Harris, probably a little bit too long. Um, very similar to, to you and Matt Canada. You guys Just are basically twins.
4: On that randomly, so I built my fantasy team in out the show league around the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, which wasn't a great move. In the preseason, it looked better. So I have Najee Harris, Pat Freimer, Deontay Johnson all on my on my team. My team's terrible, but my team somehow only has four losses, like the Steelers, and not just that. Every week the Steelers win, my team wins. Every week they lose, I lose. It's like we're just you're the Steelers, yeah, galactically intertwined. <laughs> yes, I am the Pittsburgh are... Steelers. You Did you fire anyone switch. this week? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to think about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just dropped. I fired Justice Hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's out. He's <laughs> not fair, doing anything. for It's fair
0: enough. But I look. Nowhere to go but up because again, we do believe there is talent in Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. They are getting Pat Fryermuth back. I think this is good news for Jalen Warren, who I think should continue to separate himself from Najee Harris. Like, you're the running back's coach, and the one thing that's working is, you know, one of your guys. Again, the clip we played was somebody saying, like, Jalen Warren got more production than all the other Steelers combined, should you have gotten him more than 12 touches? And Tomlin basically. You could tell he was sort of fumfering. He's yeah. just like, ah, oh, I'm comfortable with whatever the coach is call, You know, and then, like – You go he, back and look, and you're he, like, wow, we really blew this he one. He fired Matt Canada. And just – I, Shepter had a tweet here today, and this is uh, per an ESPN stats researcher, you know, uh, Hembo, Paul Hembo. Um, history today and When the Steelers fired offensive coordinator Matt Canada today – this is Shefter's tweet. And, Mark, the first time they've made an in-season coaching change since 1941 per Paul Hembo. Uh, the last time the Steelers fired a head coach coordinator mid-season was 1941 when the team's <laughs> half-owner, Burt Bell, fired himself. Like, that's how lo- legitimately, like, you don't lose your job in Pittsburgh. Like, that's how historically bad this team has been. So nowhere to go but up. I'm actually, am I crazy? But I'm I'm kind of buying low here on Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, maybe not Najee Harris, but I muth is out there in some leagues. He's not 100% rostered, and... You know, I guess I wouldn't be getting rid of Johnson and Pickens, despite how bad they've been the last couple of weeks.
4: Yep, agreed. They've been outgained in all ten games. The streak continues, and they're six and four somehow. Right, so, I mean,
2: wide open AFC. Yep. So,
0: by the way, and they play the Bengals this week. Over the last four weeks, there's only one team in the NFL that's given up more passing yards per game than the Cincinnati Bengals. So, you know, and that's a Now you've got Jake Browning that's going to have to face the Steelers defense maybe to get the ball in good field position. There's some turnovers there as well because the Steelers defense is playing better.
4: Yeah, and just last thing on this, that is the thing with the Steelers, their next uh, stretch of games at Cincinnati, home Arizona, home New England at Indy. Uh, and then home Cincinnati. Like, that's as good as it gets. They made the change at the right time. Yes. Like, it's
0: a real nice stretch to, if you want to give this kid, you know, kid, if you want to give the, the offense and the, and the coordinator a chance at success, there's a nice stretch coming up here as well.
4: So.
2: With that, let's jump into Waver. Finally, can blame Canada. Yes. Well, like the the we, we've been time. able to for quite some time, but now it's official. But that will jump into Waiver Wired starting with the running backs here yeah. and listen,
0: this one felt much more justified than Matt, uh than Ken Dorsey. Yeah, I'll just I'd say that, say so, it's yeah. very fair.
2: Yeah. It's good to get both ends of the spectrum in such a short period of time, <laughs> justified on really justified. Uh, yes. Theme of this show, no teams on the bye this week, yes. but six on the bye in week 13, so plan ahead. Those teams are Baltimore, Buffalo, Chicago, the Giants, Vegas and Minnesota. So at least a handful there of teams that have very fantasy Relevant players, and we start this week with Seahawks running back Zach Charbonnet, who's got the Thanksgiving game against the 49ers Most notably, because the running back ahead of him, and Kenneth Walker, suffered an oblique injury this weekend, and we got to hear from Pete Carroll on Kenneth Walker's status.
1: They just confirmed that he's got an oblique strain, and uh, those are those are the kind of strains that we, it takes some time to figure it out. So we got to see how he does in the next couple of days and see what that means. Um, we don't know yet.
3: Do you expect him to be able to play? I don't know
1: field. that.
2: All right, and one last thing on Ken. Would he be an IR candidate with the oblique?
1: Um, not at this point. No. Thanks. We need to learn more.
4: So, so d- my takeaway from that is that Ken Walker is an IR candidate. Absolutely.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not at this point. Um, uh, and by the way, here's their upcoming schedule. You mentioned the Niners on Thanksgiving. and Then they're at Dallas. Uh, that's on Thursday night football, so they got you know they'll have a week to prepare for that. So not even the ten days, because th- they're back to back Thursdays. Then they get ten days to prepare for the Niners again. They play San Francisco twice in the next three weeks, and then they're home to Philadelphia. So I mean, and we'll get to the Kansas City game and the Philly game from last night soon. But like, despite what Isaiah Pacheco did last night. Eagles' run defense is usually pretty good here. So it's it's a tough road to hoe uh, for the Seattle running backs as a whole, but you'd feel better about it, the prospects at least of Zach Charbonnet, if Ken Walker were placed on IR or if he were going to miss some of these games. Because if Walker misses some times, and it certainly sounds like he's going to from, uh, from Pete Carroll who says, you know, this is going to take some time. You just heard that. Pete Carroll's like the most optimistic coach in the NFL when it comes to injuries. So the fact that he says it's going to take some time tells you it's going to take some time. And so Charbonnet should get the majority of the work. And even though they're tough matchups, he's a three down back again. Um, This is a team that's averaging 25 running back touches a game. Charbonnet averaging over, has gotten at least five targets in back-to-back games
2: as well. So he is somebody that can play all three downs, Connor. He's a big-bodied power back that has soft hands and can block. And you see the snap percentage drastically Mm -hmm. go up in the last four weeks. They trust him. So that's a really key point here uh, where he's going to be thrusted into their RB1 role. And I think his value, especially against San Francisco, is not as a runner. It's notably, can he catch you five to six passes and do something with them? And Ultimately, I think he can.
4: Yeah, and yeah. The, the good thing as well with Sharp, even though the schedule is brutal, Seahawks are still an above-average offense. they are got the 12th best offense in football this year by EPA per play. So just when you're a, a workhorse, three down back on an above-average offense, it doesn't really matter who you play in terms of making you viable as a starter.
0: Yeah, he's definitely going to be, um, if not high-end, flex-worthy or top. Again, we'll see how the rankings shake out. I'm going to be doing those tonight. But uh, the other thing I'll say here is – you know, you'd know, you feel better about Charbonnet's prospects, not only if Walker were out, obviously, because there's no one else on the team that you really feel like that's gonna, somebody that's going to take significant work. But also, if Geno Smith plays. Yeah. He got hurt as well, but the reports out of Seattle are much more optimistic around Geno playing on
2: Thursday than they were around Ken Walker. Alright, and by the way, obviously, one more time to reiterate, Charbonnet available in 56% of leagues. So while it seems like he was stashed in most leagues, apparently... Not he, enough. He's out there, and not enough. Not so. Enough. We'll move over to another running back. He should be the number one pickup this week.
0: Not just running backs, but across position.
2: Another interesting one, Ty Chandler of the Vikings. Much better matchup here against the Bears, most notably because Ty Chandler factors into the pass game as well. And I mean, the bottom line is, Matthew, he's been so efficient with the work he's gotten since this backfield has dealt with injuries to Cam Akers. And Madison played, but we know Madison had the concussion as well. Also, Madison may not be any good.
0: (laughs) I I think we answered that in week three. He's He's been bad. He's averaging 3.7 yards per carry this season compared with 4.8 for Ty Chandler. Week 11, Yoho had only 14 touches, but turned that into 110 total yards. He caught all four of his targets last week as well. So, again, somebody who's you know got – has the ability for both between the tackles and uh, as a pass catcher as well. So, Chandler's starting to get some of the work that uh, Kame Akers was getting before his injury – and I don't, there's nothing from uh, from Alexander Madison that you're like, well, he's just not going anywhere. At some point, similar to what we're seeing with Jalen Warren and Najee Harris, at some point you just, you know, if you're a coach, you're just like, we got to go with a better guy. And obviously, all bets are off now with Josh Dobbs under center in terms of like, hey, they're sort of. I feel like the Vikings feel like they're playing with found money. They're kind right. of playing with house money here. And so like, okay, let's let's get weird. Let's like, we don't need to be beholden to anything. Yeah. Let's let's switch it up.
4: The thing with Madison, too, he had the pivotal fumble against the Broncos, which wasn't great. I guess they just like him because he's a better pass blocker than Ty Chandler, and particularly with the amount of time that Josh Dobbs spends kind of hanging around in the pocket waiting to do Josh Dobbs things. But it does feel like a little bit of a corollary to the Steelers' situation with Madison as Najee and Ty Chandler as Jalen Warrer.
2: Yeah. Our next one, Ezekiel Elliott, available in over 60% of leagues. He's got the Giants. That's why he makes the waiver wire uh, candidate list here. He had a bye week in week 11, so hopefully fresh legs for Zeke here, Jay. And I would imagine a guy that against that Giants defense, you'd think he could fall into the end zone at some point.
4: Yeah, very matchup dependent. And we'll see what happens with the New England quarterback situation as well, which is apparently there's three guys in the mix, which is not, not usual. Usually there's two guys in the mix, but it looks like there's three uh, in this situation. But the thing with Zeke is that he looks better physically than he has in, in years, I think. And so he is playing a bit more explosive uh, and offering a little bit in the passing game, too. But I think he's very matchup dependent. But also, I think the fact that there is such a question mark around the quarterback,
0: and whether it's Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi or um, Malik Cunningham, you're yeah. uh, right. Sorry. Um, and I still think Will Greer figures into that mix as <laughs> right. well. He's yeah. there in New England, and they actually like him. I, anyway, it, maybe the solution to that quarterback conundrum is that they just never let them pass. And it's just who's going to get to hand off to Ramondre no. Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott, and they just go ma- massively run heavy there. He had 15 touches in Week 10 prior to the bye. He had 88 yards from scrimmage. He had four red zone touches, two inside the 10-yard line in that game. And as you mentioned, Jay, it's a great matchup against the Giants who have allowed seven rushing touchdowns in just their past three games. So pretty good chance for Zeke to fall – Like. I don't know what the odds are yet on him, you know, anytime touchdown, but I'd take that bet.
4: What a game, by the way. <laughs> Patriots-Giants, real wow. blockbuster. Not like the Super Bowls. Those two teams It kind of is, play. though.
2: It's the Caleb Williams I Bowl. Was on say. It's true. kind of yeah, the Drake true. May Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colossal okay. draft implications yep. in this matchup. Okay. Colossal. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So it's Which like, is a sick way to watch football in November, but yes. yeah, um, November this, is in. Yes. Yep. this is the world we live in. Yes. So this is the world we live in. Yeah. One fan base will go away. Very disappointed they won the game. Yes. so <laughs> That's actually correct. All right, there's a good chance that these three guys we went over are not available in your league. So how about some deeper league running back targets? Roshan Johnson has got the Vikings 80% available. Royce Freeman has got the Cardinals 83% available. And we'll go back to that one in a second because Sean McVay uh, expects Kyron Williams to return on Sunday. Chiefs running back Jarek McKinnon. 71% available. Rico Dattle on the Cowboys, 84% available against your Commanders. Jaguars running back Dearness Johnson at Houston. He's available in every single league.
0: Yeah, real quickly, it feels like uh, Dearness Johnson has overtaken Tank Bigsby for the backup to Travis Etienne there as well. We've talked about Datil's insurance for Tony Pollard. We'll talk about McKinnon more when we get into the Chiefs-Eagles game. Coming up later, but I do think there's the potential for usage down the stretch for McKinnon, and then of course Royce Freeman. Again, we expect Kyron Williams back, but how much work is he going to get in his first work uh, game back? But Freeman over Henderson after Kyron Williams, so Freeman might get some run even with Kyron Williams back.
2: Jay, anybody on that list that you like that at least? And by the way, they a- play Arizona this
0: week again. Like that's a that is a run funnel. Yes. Deep.
2: Does Roshon Johnson or stash territory again? That backfield's been. Good. Confusing all year.
4: It has been weird, and Khalil Herbert missing time and then coming back makes it more complicated. But I think it will happen for Roshan at some point because, I mean, they're not in playoff contention. Why not see what we've got? He hasn't had more than eight carries in a game this season. Like, give him double-digit carries. See what happens. McKinnon is interesting as well just because we haven't seen anything from him yet, but we saw something from him in the second half of last season. So I think there is some upside there just because it feels like the Chiefs just have to do something for their offense that's different and getting McKinnon involved would be more different and seemed to work last season. So that's another one. But I think Roshan of this group is the one with the most upside.
2: To recap, Barry's Week 12 top running back waiver target, Zach Charbonnet, 56% available, one of the top waiver names throughout the entire week, Ty Chandler, Ezekiel Elliott, Roshan Johnson, and Royce Freeman. All right, let's jump into the waiver-wide receivers. And... It's time for a little who's eating good right now. We'll hit our wide receiver waiver wire ads with who's eating good, served by Applebee's, and we'll start with Josh Downs right now. And Josh Downs, he's available in 50% of leagues. He's coming off the bye week. Um, you know, interesting matchup against Tampa Bay, who did not look good against the 49ers no. for sure. And we know, no, we sir. know that. Downs has been a staple of this offense since Gardner Minshew took over. Look, the last two weeks he's been banged
0: up. He's, He's left games early. He's come into it injured as well. But prior to the last two weeks when he was dealing with a knee injury, right, the four games before that, weeks five through eight, He averaged over 16 fantasy points per game. He had a 21% target share. He was the 13th best wide receiver in fantasy over that four-week stretch, weeks five through eight. And so now you get a Buccaneers defense that's allowing the fourth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Down seems to have a connection with Minshew. Out of the bye, should be fully healthy. If he was dropped in your league because of the bye or because of the lack of production, uh, absolutely 100% go get him. I like him a lot. And I like them a lot against Tampa Bay.
4: Yeah, particularly in this matchup. Tampa Bay are as pass-funnel as it gets. Think about what they've done lately. You give up uh, to San Francisco, the first perfect passer rating to a 49er since Joe Montana in 1989. week before that, C.J. Stroud throws for almost 500 yards. Uh, So I think that certainly it's a very positive matchup. And also his performance, like it's the injury, like you mentioned, and also just very conservative
2: game script in the Patriots game too. Our next one, Jay, DeMario Douglas in that Patriots offense. The good news is week 10 before the bye, it looks like he's going to be the guy now. They've dealt with injuries in this wide receiver corps. It's a young player they've been excited about, and you love the matchup against the Giants. The bad news is we have no idea who's throwing him the ball.
4: No. And, look, the thing is is that he's like he is Or if anyone
2: is throwing right? him the ball. Yes. Better question. Can, any, can anyone, anyone throw, throw him, him the, the ball? ball?
4: Yeah. Look, he's had seven targets Wait. in –
2: Zach Wilson to the Patriots. Who says no?
4: <laughs> for what? For nothing? Everybody <laughs> watching football. Yeah. yeah. For, for, you know, for a, a Patriots hoodie. Yeah. It's it's not a bad trade from a value (laughs) perspective. Uh, Look, he's had seven or more targets in the past three games. DeMario Douglas, he is the guy. He's a wide receiver one on an NFL offense, which makes him flex viable most weeks. uh, And a favorable matchup against the Giants as well. But you certainly have to worry about his ceiling with that quarterback situation, Matthew.
0: 23% target share over the last four weeks. Uh, Kendrick Bourne is out for the year as well. Juju Smith-Schuster is candidly a shell of his former self. And you mentioned this matchup against the Giants over the last four weeks. Only one team in the NFL has allowed more fantasy points to opposing wide receivers than the New York football Giants. I know we've talked about him a lot over the last couple of weeks. They love DeMario Douglas in New England. In a season where a lot has not gone right for the
2: offense, DeMario Douglas has been a bright spot. He can't play too good, though, or else he's not going to be catching passes from Drake May next year. No, 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 I know. So, exactly. He needs to think about this. No. Look, Belichick plays chess when we all
0: play checkers. Mm. Does he? But, I think yeah. he's a checkers
2: guy now. Maybe in 2008. Well,
0: but he may not want to be – he might be – you know what? He might be like – I'm going to win this game because I'm not going to be in New England next year, and I don't want them – I don't want somebody – I don't want, you know, Mike Vrabel coming in yeah, here and Yeah, a Lovey Smith me. operation. Yeah, with Caleb Williams. or Like, yeah, he may want to, like, just stick it to the New England yeah. and make
2: sure they're out of their sweepstakes. We'll find out. If he doesn't, he's going to be a bingo guy after the season. So, <laughs> all right, with that, we'll move over to – Like, o- uh, wait, who's the – the, who's the offense coordinator of the
0: Vikings that, like – I'm blanking on the name. But there was a guy that was an offense coordinator for a long – a coach in this league for a long time, and then he was retired – and then, like, the Vikings, w- when Brad Childress, I think, was the coach, like, they brought this guy back because they were, like, it, everything was so wrong with the offense, and he was literally calling bingo. That's what he had been doing <laughs> with his time. He was a retired guy, but, like,
4: let's – De No, was it wasn't. Pete, yeah, you was know what younger. I'm talking it's gotta about. It's got to be somebody very old.
0: <laughs> no, this is uh, – I'm going to look this up during the break. Uh, well, Pete, do you know the name? What's the name? <laughs> He's going to find it. But I'm telling you, it's a great story. Literally the guy was – I remember watching the game and they cut up to him, this guy, call, you know, offensive coordinator or something like that, or a specialist. I forget what they actually called him. But they shot up to him in the booth and he's, he's got the headset on and he's got the, you know, he's got the play sheet and he's, you know, making notes. And he's got the, you know, they got the glasses and the whole thing. And uh, they literally like, yeah, a week ago this guy was calling bingo and now he's calling NFL plays.
4: Sherman Lewis? Yeah.
0: Sherman Lewis. It was Sherman Lewis. That's right.
2: Yeah. Your Washington team. Jim's. But yeah, it was, oh, it was Washington. It was for Washington yeah, under, under Jim Zorn. Zorn.
0: that's right. That's, that's why. That's why. it makes sense. That's Because we were up such Minnesota
4: Vikings. Well, he was, Gordon, he used to coach for the Vikings. That's what it okay. was, and Stryker, then he you, came back of yes, retirement. Yes. and
0: then they and then Jim Zorn because it was such a disaster. <laughs> Jim Zorn, who they Zorn, this is a true story. Jim Zorn, they wanted to be the the Washington. This is how bad it was under Snyder. They wanted Jim Zorn to be the offensive coordinator but then they couldn't find anyone to be head coach under Snyder. Snyder didn't know – or Bruce Allen. Like, literally no one wanted that job, so they just promoted Jim Zorn from coordinator to head coach. And then the, to make it even worse is, like, they won, like, the first eight games of the season. They were, like, 6-2. and two. They were, like – like, they just got all these kind of lucky, crazy wins and all of a sudden – and then it all fell apart, and they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> but Luckily, they it all, literally were six and two through the first eight games.
4: Luckily, it all came good for the Commanders. Yeah, the it end, all though. turned around. Took Emmanuel Forbes so. in the first round. Yes, team, so Emmanuel
0: forth. Forbes. Our that's, next, our next name yeah, here. We solved our coaching woes by letting Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan and Matt Lafleur all Mike walk McDaniel. away. Mike McDaniel, yeah. all walk away. All-star. Also, yeah, good time. Good uh, time. Assemble. All right, As.
2: wide receiver Odell Beckham. We know he, you know, got the shoulder injury last week, but still uh, over 100 yards receiving. Uh, four catches on seven targets. Jay, I mean, you nailed it when you said he just looked like himself. Finally, we've been waiting years for this. Yeah, just looks so explosive. Just playing with a swagger and a quickness. This is vintage
4: Odell. And Watch also, this. wasn't just the one week as well. The touchdown that he scored against Cleveland the week prior. Again, vintage Odell. Just worry a little bit about the shoulder injury, which is not well-timed, but if he is healthy and good to go, I mean, he is now, he's the number one receiving option, I think, for the Baltimore Ravens Lamar Jackson. He's the best weapon in that offense.
0: With Mark Andrews out, it's him and Zay Flowers and Beckham getting on the same page with this offense, on the same page with Lamar Jackson. Beckham, who was recruited to Baltimore by Lamar, we all saw the video of those guys FaceTiming and talking, and and you know, Beckham, who signed with Baltimore before Lamar Stein's extension, so you knew that, that like, There's a connection there, and you see it right there on your screen in terms of the game log. At least seven targets in three of the last five games, at least 40 yards in four of the final five games. Uh, He's really coming to his own three straight games with double-digit fantasy points. He's out there in 70% of leagues. They play the Chargers this week right here on Peacock and NBC, part of Sunday Night Football. The Chargers having their own defensive issues. (laughs) Right. Right. Hey, Matt Candidate of the Chargers who says no. Ah, uh, everyone says no. Yeah. yeah. I don't America, know, America, America says no. Canada says no as well. The country, <laughs> not the man. Mexico has no vote. I was just saying that, like, you know, it's Daly's press conference, man. All right, book. so I'm just, you know. Anyway.
2: We can, we'll go there eventually. <laughs> yeah, There's definitely a time and anyway. a place. Our final anyway, that'll wide be our receiver. Sunday night
4: game. That'll be our Sunday night That's game. Ravens-Chargers. Uh,
2: welcome in Lamar Jackson. Yes. Brandon Staley. Yes, Brandon Staley. Our final wide receiver here for who's eating good, Jaden Reed. He's got the Lions. He's available in 64% of leagues. Of course, Packers-Lions Thanksgiving game, then the Chiefs on Sunday night football, followed by the Giants and the Bucks. So not the worst schedule here for Jaden Reed, who – He's not only coming off a receiving week of four catches, 46 yards, but a rushing week with a rushing touchdown here, Matthew.
0: They're starting to use him. Like, this is a rookie. And Jaden Reed, I feel like, could be one of those sneaky uh, rookie wide receivers we talk about who, over the second half of the year, once they get familiar with the offense and the quarterback, kind of help you down the stretch. Very quietly, his snap rate has increased each of the last three weeks. He's had double-digit fantasy points for the past five games. There's a reason why this is somebody we talked about last week. He was on the love list last week as well, paid off in a big way. And you think about this matchup with Detroit. Lions allowed, over the last four weeks, Lions allowed the second-highest catch rate to the slot, which is where Reed obviously lines up the majority of the time. Feels like Jordan Love is comfortable throwing between the hashes and getting the ball to Reed. Watson can't stay on the field. He's been very inconsistent. Romeo Dobbs has had moments, but feels like Jaden Reed on a team that might be without Aaron Jones. We're waiting to hear news about Aaron Jones, and, you know, they're not having been able – if they can't run the ball uh, with without Aaron Jones, um, and they lost they lost Emmanuel Wilson too, right? In that game? yeah, Yes. Yes. So, I mean, like it's A.J. Dillon, and like that's it. And they'll they'll bring up Patrick Taylor from the practice squad, I'm sure, if Jones can't go or whatever, they'll sign a vet, but still – Like, feels like this may have to be more of a pass-heavy offense than they
2: want it to be. And Reed's going to be a big part of that. Well, Reed gives you an extension in the past game because of all the short area stuff yeah, you can yeah, do with yeah. him too.
4: I think the key for Reed is just that Jordan Love looks good for the first time yes. all season. Yeah. The past three weeks it seems like he's really turned the corner. Now, a lot of that is playing uh, the defense of the Rams and the Chargers in particular, neither of whom have very good defenses, but still, Love is making the throws. Reed uh is taking on a larger role, and that's been such a strange offense all season. It feels like they've kind of they're molding into form, and Reed's a big part of that.
0: And here's the next four. Obviously, they play at the Lions on Thanksgiving but then they're home to Kansas City. Don't love that matchup. but then they're at the Giants and home to Tampa Bay. So three of the next four very favorable matchups for Jordan Love, Jane Reed, and the Packers offense.
2: That was Who's Eating Good, served by Applebee's. Let's take a look at some deep league-wide receiver targets as well. Zay Jones, 82% available. He's got that Houston secondary, followed by Jamison Williams. Who had the big catch last week. He's got the Packers on Thanksgiving, 80% available. 2-2 Atwell against the Cardinals. He's available in 74% of leagues. Puka Nakua dealing with the shoulder. Cooper Cup dealing with the ankle. Both are day-to-day. Could be a bump up for 2-2. And finally, Saints wide receivers Rashid Shaheed, Available in only 55% of leagues. And A.T. Perry available 99% as Michael Thomas is expected to miss some time with a knee injury.
0: Zay Jones in his first game back played 63% of the snaps. He's gotten multiple red zone targets in three of the four games he's played so far this season as well. Uh, 68% of the snaps for Jameson Williams as that Lions offense continues to emerge. We know about the talent, so hopefully Williams, whose snaps have increased each of the last three weeks, continue to earn more and more of a uh, role in that Lions offense. If Cup is out, Atwell would be the uh, beneficiary. And then despite – Jay's beloved preseason uh support, <laughs> Michael Thomas has in fact succumbed <laughs> to injury. Tough Re-
4: week for Michael Thomas. Yeah. yeah. It has been a, there's a very delight. <laughs> between happening. the construction outside his house, between the injury. It's not great for Michael Thomas, but Rashid Shaheed would benefit. I
0: mean, it's a tough week for Michael Thomas. It's a tough week for analysts who backed Michael Thomas <laughs> oh, yeah. in the preseason. But then Connor, kind of 20%, the 20%
4: walked it back, though. 20% yeah. walked yeah, it back. Yeah, but then
2: you, were, then you that then credit then you backed, for him doing well a I couple of I didn't start to get credit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I don't, exactly. know, I don't know how this works. You have attached yeah. your previously <laughs> good name to yeah, yeah, Michael yeah, Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, people can tweeting at
0: you. But the important part here is that when he went out with the injury, it was kind of split between Rashid Shahid and A.T. Perry. And so... I think Shahid has the bigger play potential, and maybe over the bye they've increased his snaps more. Again, he plays special teams. I know they don't want to, like, give him a full, yep. full-time full role, so that's why Perry's in there for deeper league ads. But between the two, I prefer Shahid to Perry.
2: Let's recap. Perry's Week 12 top wide receiver waiver targets. Josh Downs comes in at the top there. We've already seen what he could do when healthy this year. Demario Douglas at number two. Odell Beckham at three. We'll keep an eye on his injury status. Jaden Reed taking on an expanded role for the Packers' offense as well here. So plenty of viable flex plays on the waiver wire for yeah. wide receivers.
4: And just quick, lastly, so, on Odell, John Harbaugh says it's not expected to be a long-term thing, which I don't really know what that means. Right. Does that mean gonna play, play this it? week? Yeah. That's what I said to my wife on her yeah. first date, by okay. the way.
0: This is not expected to be a long-term thing. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah.
4: Bad yeah. take. Yeah. Bad take. Yeah. 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 Bad like take, but not. May yeah, I'm Naji. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Just, right. just, I don't know. You should throw I mean, that over like face yeah. every day. <laughs> 16 years later, you know, here we
4: are. But like, yeah, what I'm do you know? Still not with Naji Harrison 16 years. Yeah, yeah, I don't,
2: I don't. Maybe he'll be on this desk with you, but maybe he's think... good on TV, Naji. Yeah. yeah, entertaining guy. Absolutely. All
0: right, I'll, look, I'll be done in 16 years <laughs> easily. So. I might be done in 16 weeks. We'll see. All right. Um... Uh, all right, what do you <laughs> What, it's what I, am I going to do quarterbacks? I, this is – fortunately I was up late uh, watching uh, the <laughs> Chiefs game, I uh, being pissed about my, two, my Chiefs minus two and a half oh. bets. I'll go into the toilet. Anyway, go ahead.
2: Uh, Listen, waiver-wired quarterbacks, I have to start with this. They made me. I did not, you know, infuse this into the show. The Jets will start quarterback Tim Boyle against Miami Friday. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Reluctant clap. I just just want
0: everyone, I just want to level set this very quickly. So, first off, our guy Connor Rogers, right? This poor bastard here (laughs) on Saturday, here's what he's going to have to do this weekend. He's going to have to talk about. Tim Boyle for like, how long's the pregame show on SNY? Is it an hour? It, last week was 75 minutes. 75 minutes. So he's going to have to talk for, you know, close to two hours about Tim Boyle, pre guy, pregame, and then after the game, That's the 90 minutes. It's 90 minutes, yeah. <laughs> and you're doing it on Friday, right? Yeah, it's which the is
2: Black Friday game. A little peek behind the curtain. Black Friday is actually usually one of my favorite days of the year because it's one of the only days of the year during football season. There's nothing to do except watch college football, and you might be a little hungover from Thanksgiving. Not me, but some yeah. people. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll be in a suit. You know, deeply analyzing Tim Boyle offense. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's we'll brutal. probably do some touch screen breakdowns. <laughs> uh,
0: you know what I am? I'm yeah. thankful I'm not Connor Rogers. How <laughs> about that? Yeah. Uh, that's my Thanksgiving wish. So, uh, and then also, Jay, yeah. for everyone that like, for all of your Jets fans that are like, oh, wh- bring back Tim Boyle. He c- couldn't be any worse. Why-, Jay. So
4: the line was it <laughs> opens on Sunday night as Miami minus seven and a half. Tim Boyle gets announced as the starter. The line moves to minus 10. You imagine being two and a half points worse than Zach Wilson. That's, That's where Tim Boyle at is home. at at the moment, at home. He's thrown, in his career, he's thrown three touchdowns, nine interceptions, yep. 5.1 yards per attempt. I'm not kidding. Uh, I don't mean to be mean, to guy, but this might be the worst quarterback in NFL history. Like, that's in play. And now we gets Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Phillips, all these guys in the Miami improving defense. This is going to be very, very ugly on Friday. Yeah, he,
0: yeah careful what you wish for, Jets fans. <laughs> I don't think they understand what they're in for here. The only person that's really excited about this is Nathan Peterman, who's going to be like, see? <laughs> yeah. Look, hey. I, it's I, probably I, not me. Yeah, right. it could be. You, you, yeah. yeah, before you guys – look, there's also, somebody out there that's worse. Yeah,
4: so I don't think Boyle is an option <laughs> for any fantasy purposes, but I do think – and you've spoken about this, Conor, that like if you're in a super flex league, like, maybe just pick up Trevor Simeon because right. I think that there's a good chance he's going to be the quarterback at some point.
2: Yeah, he's the best quarterback in that room of three, and that's yeah. that's not a joke. I yeah. mean, legitimately, it's he has not, the best it's track not, record it's not funny. It's of terrifying. the three. It's not funny at yeah. all. Yeah. Nobody's laughing, no. not us. But, not he,
0: but Trevor Simeon has had moments of success yeah. in the NFL, whether it was at Denver – or um, uh, why am I blanking on the other place
2: he Chicago? played? Chicago. Uh, no, Did you say the Saints. Sorry. No, sa- no Saints. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. No, yeah, he, Den-
0: he played Denver and the Saints, the two places and where he-
2: the Bears against the Jets we- last year, where he was yeah. like somewhat capable. He's, he's a little Mike Whiteish. He might be able right. to Mike White it up a little bit. Listen, okay. we just need somebody to throw the ball to Garrett Wilson. That's, yeah. that's a, we're not asking for a lot. Uh, I if there is one positive, and
0: we'll get into all this tomorrow when we talk about sort of all the Thanksgiving games and, and preview Week Twelve. I do think Tim Boyle actually should be good for Brees Hall. Just, again, because you mentioned the five yards per attempt. He's nothing but a dump-off machine. So I do feel like Brees Hall might get in a game in which they should be trailing by a decent amount against the Dolphins. Just check down to Brees Hall. Just check down to Brees Hall like every play.
2: A couple other quarterback notes that are just as uninspiring. The Falcons will start quarterback Desmond Ritter against the Saints. Arthur Smith said... We think he gives us the best chance. Bill Belichick on the starting quarterback situation against the Giants. I've told all the players the same thing. Be ready to go. <laughs> it's a very college strategy. How about some real NFL quarterbacks for waiver wire targets? We'll start with Baker Mayfield against the Colts. He's available in 53% of leagues. I'm, I'm
0: banning myself from Arthur Smith talk uh, for a week. That's my yeah, Thanksgiving, thanksgiving. to you. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, we'll be back for so the we holidays. Love but right, though. again, so, but, you know, if you lost Joe Burrow, you might be looking for uh, a quarterback here. And so or you may not like the match of the guy that you currently have. Baker Mayfield, again, we're waiting on the Saints guys. So, Baker Mayfield plays the Colts since week seven. Very quietly, Baker Mayfield has been the 11th best quarterback in fantasy. He's had multiple touchdown passes in three of the past four. And the Colts, over the last month, they're a bottom eight defense in terms of yards per pass attempt allowed. I like Baker Mayfield this week at Indy if you need a guy.
4: Jay, you mentioned Jordan Love's been playing better as well. Jordan Love on the season is QB 12 in fantasy, and he's really rolling into form. Now he gets the Lions defense, which just frankly isn't very good. And the Lions defensive stats, they're all skewed because of what Jimmy Garoppolo didn't connect with Devonta Adams on uh, in that primetime game. So I don't think it's a very good defense. Seems team's been able to move the ball at will against Detroit. And with the way that Love is playing, I think he's very, very viable as an option.
0: Again, Aaron Jones less than 100%. 40 pass attempts in three of the past four games, at least 40 pass attempts for Jordan Love in three of the past four. He's a little bit more mobile than he gets credit for as well. Next guy on the list there, Matthew Stafford. We're waiting to hear about the health of Cooper Cup. Puka Nakua also a little bit banged up, but they play the Cardinals. And since week six, Arizona allows touchdown passes at the fifth highest rate, even in a game in which C.J. Stroud threw three interceptions. Yeah. He still threw for over 300 <laughs> yards.
4: Yeah, like 290 yards at half.
0: I mean, it's unbelievable. He's going to keep so, chucking. Just keep yeah. chucking. So I think
2: Stafford should have a nice game against the Cardinals this week. Let's move to the tight ends where one player absolutely tops this list in terms of intrigue. And that's Ravens tight end, Isaiah, likely yep. against the Chargers. He will be a hot waiver bid this week. Available in 96% of the leagues because of the Mark Andrews injury. He, ne- he now, Matthew, becomes wildly intriguing on the tight end market because we've seen this story before for Isaiah Likely in this offense. Last season when
0: Mark Andrews was either out of the game or left the game early due to injury, Isaiah Likely averaged 15.8 fantasy points per game. He had a 25% target share. Now that's skewed a little bit by one big game, but the fact of the matter is is that he takes over for Andrews. They like him a lot. They're not going to change their offense. He's somebody that that has been there and has shown success in this Ravens offense, and over the last four weeks, only four teams in the NFL allow more fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends than the Los Angeles
4: Chargers. Then yep.
0: Brandon Staley's fighting. Los Angeles Chargers.
4: Indeed. And of these other four guys, I think the guy who is most intriguing is Luke Musgrave. Yep. Gets the favorable matchup against Detroit. Just starting to happen a little bit for Luke Musgrave. Six targets uh, on the weekends, and then prior to that, he had 64 yards, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Looks like he's rounding into form as a viable option. He was
0: somebody that I talked about in the pre... You know, much like I said with Tank Dell, I said, at some point this season, Luke Musgrave is going to be a thing, and it feels like that time has... It's taken a little longer than I thought, but if you watch those games, you see yeah. the size-speed combination you see what a mismatch he is, and it feels like him and Jordan Love have just missed on some big plays in a number of games, and that connection's going to happen. And he dealt with a lot of
2: injuries this yeah. year. He's healthy now, and as Jordan Love gets better, you would expect more touchdown opportunity from Musgrave, who's 6'6", six, six, and runs like the wind. He should be an option in the end zone. Just a couple of other quick yeah. tight end names if you need him. Kate Otten uh, lead, led the team in receiving yards
0: in Week 11. Michael Mayer you is know, uh, part of that Raiders resurgence as well. He's now had five targets in back-to-back games. And Tanner Hudson part of this new-look Bengals offense. Look,
2: he's had at least 45 receiving yards in two of the past three. How about some defenses if you need to stream one this week? The Broncos got the Browns. They're available in 67% of leagues. The Patriots have the Tommy DeVito Giants. They're available in 74% of leagues. And then right back at them, the Giants against the Patriots. Who the hell knows who's going to play quarterback for New England? They all have to be ready to go. Giants defense is available in 96% of leagues. Of course, if you want to pick up one of these players, you got to drop somebody. How about some droppable players rostered in over 50% of leagues? Joe Burrow, hate to see it, but you got to let go. Geno Smith, he's banged up right now. Though, if the quarterback market is thin in your league, that's one you might want to think a little bit about. Chuba Hubbard, Daryl Henderson, Jacoby Myers. Is just, his production has fallen off a cliff since Aiden O'Connell has taken over. Tyler Boyd, Michael Thomas is banged up with the knee. And Darren Waller, who's been dealing with that hamstring.
0: Yeah, you know, last week, we, we didn't talk about it a lot yesterday, but... Miles Sanders kind of overtook half the role from Chuba Hubbard. It had been Hubbard for the last couple of weeks, but then it was really a 50-50 split this past week. So now Chuba Hubbard along with Miles Sanders, like they're splitting the backfield role on a bad low-scoring offense. So in a week in which no one's on a bye, thank you very much. We can uh, do that. By the way, you mentioned that, uh, that Patriots-Giants game, you know how we like both defenses in that game. Yeah. The over-under opened at 34 in that game. Which I, I don't remember a game ever opening with an over/under of 34 opening cool. there, and <laughs> yeah, then and I still take it. the right, yeah. and I I think I still take the under. The other
4: under this week is the Jets team total is 14 and a half. I don't know how they get into 15 yeah, points. Now, I think that's fair. I think the, that's fair. It would have it to be a lot of
2: garbage. Out. Like they'd yeah. have to be down I'll, like 35
0: I'll, to I'll, seven. I'll tell you exactly how they do it. Five Greg Zerline <laughs> field goals. Yeah. That's how they get there. Well, that's how they get there. Because he's going to kick it 80
4: yards because he's yeah. going to have to. He's close. 60? He's got 60. You
0: just you need like a good kickoff return. You need like a penalty or two get bailed
4: out. Two thrown picks lately, maybe. But I don't think they get into. Fifteen points. Yeah,
0: we'll see. Yeah, see. Interesting. It's uh, a Thanksgiving tradition. Trevor coming coming at halftime. True. And that's the that fear. Offense.
2: There you go. That's the unpredictable nature. It's a Thanksgiving tradition. The National Dog Show on NBC. Check out our four-legged friends this Thursday at noon local time, right after the Macy's Thanksgiving oh, Day Parade, and find out with, who wins. Look how cute they are. This year's best in show. They're playing with a football. This get is, it? This is campus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or a football show. The dogs football play show, with you football. You watch dogs play football before the actual football. We'll take our first break when we're back. Speaking of actual football, we have fantasy takeaways from Eagles, Chiefs, Monday that? Night Football. Was,
0: wasn't there a movie where a dog played football? Was that Was that Air Bud?
2: <laughs> that wasn't Eddie. <laughs> Eddie again.
0: You haven't heard about the Mc Crispy yet.
1: Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Second down and 10. Four man rush, shotgun snap, back to pass. Mahomes, seven. Winds up, long pass, down the middle, he's got him! Over the shoulder, drop! A drop at the two by Marquez Valdez Scantling. Off his gloves, incomplete. Third and 10. Stunned silence at Arrowhead. Wow!
2: Yes, Patrick Mahomes drinks free because nobody can catch He's got Patrick no. Mahomes. He's
0: got no pass catchers at all. Like, the only person that thought Marquez Valdez-Scantling was coming down with that ball apparently is Patrick Mahomes. Because I'm like, have you never seen MVS play football before? I knew there was – as soon as he threw it, I'm like, there's no chance he's catching this. Because if you watch the replay of it, the fo- his hands are out this way. And the football hits it directly in this one hand. But the other hand, it comes up, and it's only like half of his hand. So, it, you know, in, in terms of hitting it perfectly into both hands, it only hits him perfectly in one hand and half the other hand. So, you know, like, again.
4: I can't watch that footage. I physically recoil seeing that MVS drop. I've seen it so many times. It's Wals- like when um, when uh, Willem Dafoe gets shot in the jungle at the end of Platoon. I just have to calm The arms, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that's basically, that's. I get the similar emotion. And I'm not by spoiling. By the way, I've never Platoon. seen Platoon, so thanks. It Matt. came out in 1986. Yeah. It was 37 care. years ago. It doesn't it gets, matter. That's on you. It's a classic. That was on you. I, it I came was born. It was going to be on your weekend plans. That's what we're going to do for Thanksgiving. Platoon. Thanksgiving tradition. We're all coming to Willem before. Get shot by the Vietnamese.
0: Yes. One the darkest war films. Not anymore. Now that I know what happens. Yes. Um Anyway, it was it was g- it was tough we <laughs> for me yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the to watch. I watched the game last night. My wife and I, and our second oldest son, Matt. We were. Uh, we were up late. We watched <laughs> yeah. watched the game. Where'd you watch the game? At home, right? Yeah. With, the, with your fiance? Yeah. Okay. Well, she's like half in. She was half in. Right? Yeah. She, she, does she just like? Does she sit her on a couch and like scroll Instagram? Because that's what my wife TikTok. does. Right. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, Jay, you don't need to answer how you uh, watch this because I know how you watch the game. We have footage of it. Roll this, Pete. This is footage of Jay's house last night. <laughs> <of> the <game. laughs> By the way, your daughter, your daughter is like on like she could kill herself. Like what, what kind of parenting is going on here? Like your daughter old, is like dancing of in There's just front children of the on TV. furniture everywhere. Yeah, there's children on furniture everywhere. Like at some Spice. point
2: Spider-Man has like, made an appearance.
0: Yes, Spider-Man's there to save the day, but from very far away, honestly, like what is going on in this house? Like, yeah. wh- wow. where are the parents? They, they've
2: completely lost control. <laughs> yeah. They've completely is, lost control. This is,
0: this is the kind of footage you see on at @croucherjd's Instagram <laughs> feed.
2: Didn't I know said, we were running that. Very yeah, good. There yes. you
0: go.
4: The good thing is there are three different children in positions to fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yes. one. yeah. The,
2: uh, you're not a Man of odds. Yeah. Yeah. No exactly. Where there. was your wife during all this?
4: I don't know. She's given up. Yeah. It's three <laughs> It's too many. It's too many. She five, she three kids, five under. Put you children, and that was a massive mistake. It's unbelievable. Also, not features the audio where they're listening. to... Bones by Imagine Dragons yeah. which is also <laughs> I nice. don't know if we had the rights for that but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we, like, had, we had to mute like, it yeah, yeah. it's
0: just like yeah I'm gonna put you in this unsafe uh, environment but I'm also gonna let you listen to bad music <laughs> yeah exactly. so yeah oh uh, anyway. great right.
4: yeah well uh, still
0: still much much more fun to watch that than MBS and, uh, and Justin Watson and, and any of these guys and Travis Kelsey so. and everyone just drop balls left and right on my uh months.
4: my one year old on the couch. She likes to play this game where she just like she, uh, we have like this uh, soft golf ball thing. She just throws it back and forth to me. And unfortunately, last night when she threw it to MVS, he dropped it. Um, <laughs> hey. He dropped it on the couch in my living room. Uh, look, that was just a complete disaster. This it descended into farce at the end, where it's like this is not a reality that this keeps on happening. Justin Watson has the two critical drops, MVS obviously. Travis Kelsey was terrible. I was gonna say that Justin Watson couldn't show his face in that locker room after the game, but he absolutely can, because he can show it to everybody. Travis can look at and each MVS other, yeah. and everyone. And here's the thing that best a, sums it up a, a for me. One. Steve Palazzolo had a fantastic tweet, and to basically paraphrase it, uh, and I'll use it in my own words and add my own bit, but
0: I thought Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Did you see that? I didn't I missed that last one. Yeah, Did you see that? Patrick Mahomes. Threw his headband at a fan. And They like, dropped like, it, and they dropped yep. it. Yeah. Like literally, no one could. Like,
4: yeah, good so, God. I thought Mahomes <laughs> and Steve tweeted about this. I thought Mahomes played about as well as you can play football on that final drive. He was perfect in terms of his throws, and he was four of nine for twenty-five yards. It's just completely
2: insane. Yes, that's a lie. Yeah.
4: Yeah. That's yeah,
2: absolutely lie. And it, it hurt Mahomes uh, in the real game, in fantasy, and. Honestly in the MVP race Jay where Jalen Hurts is now the favorite for MVP because this is how this these odds work
4: So the reason Jalen Hurts is favorite for MVP right now is because MVS dropped a catch right. that everyone should make 99 out of 100 times and the Cowboys couldn't convert from first and five on the six and Ron Rivera didn't go for two uh, Against the Eagles. These are <laughs> the reasons why Jalen Hurts is MVP. Jalen Hurts isn't having a good season he by his standards it? Fifteen touchdowns, nine interceptions. He's eleventh in passer rating, twelfth in PFF grade. Lost to Zach Wilson. Six. Yeah, lost <laughs> to Zach. He cost him that game by himself. He, he lost literally
0: threw game. away the game. By the way, did you see the Jets Twitter? I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going off script here for a second. But did you see the Jets Twitter? They used the Will Smith Fresh Prince of Bel Air empty room meme. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, they, like it's it's you know you know the picture yeah. I'm talking it's about. Classic. It's very famous, right? So it's Will Smith in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Looking around a completely empty room, and the Jets, the official Jets Twitter, tweeted out that photo saying, "Like, looking for anyone else that beat the Eagles." <laughs> I swear to God, like when you can talk when you're starting Tim Boyle yes. and you're talking, yeah, you know, know. trash I'll, I'll to other teams, right. like, like, wow, that is some ballsy social media. Yeah, team. oh, their
2: account, uh, it's risky. They'll, they'll take a risk <laughs> every now and then. I'm just like, um, starting Tim I'll, Boyle? I'll dumpster dive the replies on that one later. For yeah, fun, that'll, for sure. with, that'll be fun.
4: With Back Jalen Hurst, to Jalen Hurts, quickly. Uh, he is the, the concern for me And look I don't think he's going to win MVP uh, Because his stats aren't very good But he is 9-1 and one. But the thing is He just doesn't look right physically He looks like a statue in the pocket He has no quickness No explosiveness He's still got the knee brace on And the concern is Is that He's coming off a bye He's coming off the bye And he looked yeah. worse physically Than he did against Dallas uh, The previous game Yeah I mean look While he hasn't been That great NFL wise, they're
0: winning, and he is putting up fantasy points, so I don't think there's anything to worry about there. I also bad day at the office for AJ Brown. Yeah. Le'Veon Snead cool. is a true shutdown corner; just people aren't realizing that. He tra- I'm not worried about AJ Brown, but this was nice to see Devonte Smith. He yeah. was he was my bet, my DraftKings bet for last night. The over in the receiving yards that cashed. He was on the love list as well. He comes in with a. I had a wide receiver 17 for the week. He finishes as wide receiver 18, so that's about as good a call as you can get. Uh, last six games with Goddard out. 15.8 fantasy points per game, 29% target share, had a 38% target share last night. He continues to be a locked-in wide receiver, too, as long as Goddard is out. Nothing else to talk about in the Chiefs, just bad day at the office. But this is why we liked McKinnon. If the wide receivers can't catch, maybe McKinnon, McKinnon can, and maybe they just ride the running backs with Pacheco and, McKinno and McKinnon, and they're just dumping off to Jarek, because at least Jarek can catch the ball. Back after this.
2: Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet five dollars and pocket one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code Barry when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Time for our classic Tuesday segment when Pbag is producing. Back yeah. to the Futures. P-Bag. Jay, what's the Long shot future this week.
4: All right, so the MVP race, we talked about it briefly with Jalen Hurts. It is such a weak year for MVP. The favorites right now are Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, who are both playing badly. They're not playing well. So I think that creates more variance and more chance for someone to come out of nowhere and win. So how about Miles Garrett at 150-1? to They're 13-1 to to get the one seed in the AFC. I think he's much more than a 10% chance to win MVP. If they get the one seed, 20 sacks, one seed, Garrett can win.
2: Matthew, what are you looking at? I'm going back
0: to the well with Kevin O'Connell again. I took him a number of weeks ago at 60 to one, but he's back up to 90 to one. I should say plus 900. So, um, and what I would say here is that because of the loss to Denver, everyone's just like ah whatever. But look at their upcoming schedule, right? So you see there, he's he's the fourth favorite, and their upcoming schedule is really really nice. They still have a very good chance to make the playoffs here, and with the rest of the NFC sort of falling apart. Right, I mean, you've got the Niners, you've got the Eagles, you've got the Cowboys, but after and Detroit, so there's the, there's four teams, but the other three spots are kind of like up for grads. Obviously, some of the South is going to get in, but I feel really good about the Vikings getting in the playoffs, and if they get into the playoffs. I think O'Connell's got a very good chance. I'll
2: go back to the MVP race, and I like Lamar Jackson at plus 330 right now. Listen, he's got the Chargers on Sunday. That could be a shootout. Get the stats up. Rams, Jacksonville. If he beats the 49ers, though, that, four, that uh, four weeks from now, I think Lamar Jackson will be the favorite. I like it. It's
0: closing time, which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You got that tweet, Pete? No, <laughs> uh, you don't. Know, what are you going to do? For p Jay and Connor, I'm Matthew. Peace out. Jay, get a better babysitter.